Hi, and welcome to the podcast. A couple of minutes before 3 o'clock on Thursday, March 25th, with the wind on the way. I'm ready. It's a good I've day. I've been blown. I haven't been blown in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Amanda. And oh. then I was thinking about um, the Wizard of Oz. But I can tell you, I can tell you a quick Amanda thing. Sure. So, uh, and we got a lot of Condado, and I have something that you don't know about about the place. Ooh, I don't. Is that how you pronounce it? Shame on me for not pronouncing it correctly. And like, I, they like treated us nicely yesterday. I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll start the podcast with a review of last night. I think. Uh, and now that you're on, you're you're off the clock. You're on vacation, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, we, uh, we we've got a lot to do today. Um. So uh, Amanda slept over last night afterwards. I mean, she sleeps over for Andre, and that's completely fine. I would too. <laughs> um, she, I left because I get up earlier than her, and I I went and got coffee, and she got ready and went to work because just her work is down the street from where I live. Uh-huh. And uh, she said, "We have tentative plans. We're going to go to hey, want to go to the movies tomorrow night? A little double date." Yeah, what are you seeing? I want to see The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh, it depends on what time Thomas gets off. Otherwise, I would be third wheeling it if you don't care. I don't care. Um, okay. It would be, uh, I think, like, no earlier than six, probably closer to seven. Oh, yeah, he definitely won't be off work by then. He normally doesn't get off until, like, 7.30, so. Well, I'm okay if you come, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the loose plans for tomorrow night. So she said... Can I leave some things here? Oh, snap. Oh, listen. And, uh, I, uh, I was like, yeah, just like get, don't, don't put it on the floor. Put it in. <laughs> Give her a drawer. Uh, well, that's not going to happen, but um, <laughs> Andre will like go through stuff. So, um, and I, if, if there was food in there, um, so she did and she didn't hold back. There's like tooth stuff on my vanity in my bedroom. Oh. There's um, half of the alcove in my shower now has her stuff. And there's a loofah there now. Oh. Yeah. So I, uh, when Thomas and I first got together and he was still living in Detroit and I was living in Ohio and I would go up there and I would stay. I remember um, he was, so, you know, he was a bouncer. So if I would visit him on like on a weekend, he would have to go bounce at night. And so when he left at like nine and he was going to bounce and I was in his room and um, I don't, I wasn't like snooping or anything like that, but I did find a shirt, like a women's shirt that was not my size and it wasn't like anything his sisters would wear. And so that I know of now, Thomas is an extremely trustworthy person. I don't know what it is about him that made me like automatically trust him. So I didn't see this and like, oh, he's got other girls over here. Like I knew it was an, something old from somebody else. But I went upstairs to his sister and I was like, is this yours? And he's like, no. Or she said, no, that's not mine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear that. No. And so I said, uh-huh. Okay. So he, he comes home <laughs> and me being the biggest bitch that I am. He didn't have a floor rug in his bathroom. So what became the floor mat in the bathroom? That fucking shirt. <laughs> it's like, here, we can use this to step all over while we're in the bat in the bathroom in the basement. How petty. 
We don't care if this gets dirty. Because <laughs> the girl is a dirty ass hoe. <laughs> I still enjoy telling that story because that's uh, who I am. I have, I have two pairs of sweatpants given to me by Rachel from AFSP. She knows I don't really like getting shirts, so she has given me. Um, uh, I call them my suicide pants. They're mm-hmm. they're AFSP sweatpants, and I have two pairs. Nice. And um, I put one of them on last night. They're like my pajama pants. And Amanda's like, "Oh, I see you're wearing our pants." Our? Because uh, she wore the other pair when she slept over last weekend or something like that. So she made them hers or oh, ours. So interesting. Moving quickly, isn't she? I mean, if you like it and she likes it, I'm all for it. It's she's tongue in cheek, so it's it's all fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so Condado stuff. But let's uh let's start with the drama of the night. Okay. Um I guess it was a little bit before eight fifteen or so. Uh-huh. And we see some uh some guys leaving, um, walking in the parking lot, and uh then all of a sudden I, I hear firecrackers. Like, I get it. I mean, you just had a great Mexican meal. It's a nice spring night. Shoot them off, bros. Um, but then we see and hear police racing by, going up <gasps> towards Target. We had no idea. Um, you could hear some buzz in the I heard the table next to us saying, I wonder if that was gunshots. And then uh, we leave, leave around 9 o'clock, so 45 minutes later, those police vehicles are still... I think at the light where you go, if you go left, you can, if you're going towards Sylvania, um, yeah. if you go left in the target, left in the target, right to the Marcos uh, yes. headquarters, yep. it, it was all blocked off with police. So I go home and call Melissa Andrews. I'm like, Do you, have you heard anything? Because I couldn't see anything on Twitter. And she said uh, there were just some gunshots, but nobody was hit or anything. Great. Awesome. Um, I'm talking to Sophia. Your friend Bree's coworker today yeah. we were just talking about last night, and uh, she asked if I heard him. I said, "Yeah," and she 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 found found out that uh, more details. Um, it was a, and this wasn't reported till this morning when the police report was available. Some, I'll use the proper wording here, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Let's get specific. <laughs> it was another road rage incident. Oh my god! And previously said motherfucker fired a couple of shots into a car with i guess a, a person and two kids <gasps> on Monroe street at target like at In that, that intersection yeah oh no, my God. nobody was hurt thankfully but uh to go back to our discussion the other day and what you were so adamant about i hope that person has a legal license, CCP, all that stuff. And I hope it is immediately revoked for that aberrant behavior. Yeah, that's obviously that's always going to be the fear that there's more people like getting their license to carry that. That was always my fear when you gave teachers like when they were like, let's give teachers guns in schools. And I'm like, okay, do you know how many shootings are going to happen? Not to say teachers are irresponsible, but like when you have the means there any little thing that brings out any kind of adrenaline, like they'll probably be thinking about it. You know what I mean? Any kind of fear or anything like that. It's just, oh my God, that's outrageous. Yeah, I want to know more. That's outrageous. I do too. I want to know more about this person because I want them to be made an example of. And 
I I don't know. I try not to send out stories to you and Vinny. Like I'm I'm very discerning with it. But there was one the other day talking about just how wild this year has been. And yeah. and the 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 person talked about how it is truly hard to pinpoint like why crimes of all kinds happen. I mean, maybe just all this violence that we're seeing over the last year, it really is like one of the most, because crime has gone down for like several decades, but it is ramped mm-hmm. up. Could mm-hmm. it be the pandemic? It it seems to be an obvious answer, but you just don't really know. But this is like the second road raid, road shooting road raid, road rage <laughs> incident I can think of. Someone was killed. Uh-huh. And McCord, I think. Yeah, yeah. like and Central. Yeah, within the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. So I want to know more about this person, and I want an, an example made of them. Now, I think there's I think there's more, and, and I know you're trying to button it up. I think that there's more things that we're just fighting about, whether it's politics, masks. Like, before, there wasn't a ton, unless you were getting into politics or religion or that kind of conversation, you didn't really have to worry about, like, having a throwdown disagreement with somebody or something. You know what I mean? But I think that nowadays, <laughs> Petey says, nowadays, everybody's fighting over everything for some, like, you know what I mean? For something, there's something to fight about. Great point. I'll, I'll say this. I won't pin it on the pandemic. Yeah. I'll say it's fucking Facebook's fault because what creates yeah. those arguments? Fucking Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. okay. The fun stuff now. Condado, give me yes. your thoughts. I... Immediately when I walked in, I loved the vibe from the from how the staff were dressed to how like diverse they were and um, welcoming and the music that was playing where it wasn't too loud, but it was still like really upbeat. And then the fact that it's an open air restaurant like so they had obviously we got lucky and we got to do this on a really good day. And it was also windy. Like I got so many good vibes from just that in general. And then everybody, like I would love to see a night like last night all the time where people are coming there for happy hour. And like there was so much, there was just so many conversations and people having a good time and talking. And I was like, I was really excited about that. I'm like, look at that. Like, you know, I'm vaccinated. I feel safe. Even if I wasn't, there's these barriers that are there that are really stylish. So it's like you have your private table, like your own little private space with your friends. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the drink. The guacamole was delicious. My bowl was really good. Um, I brought my realtor, Haley. She loved the sangria. Um, and it was just a really good time. You remember what, what uh, you made your bowl out of? Uh, chicken. Chicken. It was rice and beans and then... Uh, just like chicken and some extra stuff with the cilantro aioli. Um, I liked it a lot as well. I was surprised how big it was, though I should yeah. have recognized that for the, where the location was. Um, yeah, it, it, to me, it was like a mini opening day because mm-hmm. when I got there, I saw Sophia and I said hi to her. And then when I sat down, I saw one of the uh, the girls from Epic Toledo and I was like, Glad you don't listen to the podcast. Uh, you didn't say that, did no, you? No, I didn't. But I, that's, <laughs> thank God. That's what I was immediately thinking. Um, She'd have to really look to find where we right, talk about them on the podcast. Right, right, right. And I had to explain that to Amanda. Um, and then, da, 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 as I was running up front to look for, uh, then Maj came over, and yep. then I saw my friends from. Do you follow the the Mud Hens and Walleye on any social stuff? No, not really. Okay. They have a great social media person doing their stuff. Her name is Amanda, and she's she's great at her job. And I saw her, and then I, I got up to go look for her. And then as I saw her, I saw um, 
Andy Roman, who is the marketing director for the Mud Hens, and it was like a mini opening day, and I just had to like sit down because like I I wanted to introduce people to other, one another, and it was like I was running around more than the wait staff, but great place. You're right, it was loud, a little chilly. I didn't like the music. It was like unfamiliar grunge alt stuff. I could hardly hear it. Okay. Um. But uh, the food, so the drink was my first sip of my mango mar- margarita. I was like, this is on par with San Marcos. Oh, really? And to me, San Marcos and San Marcos is like, I, that to me has, my tongue remembers that margarita the, the most. Um, and so to me, that's high praise. The food, I thought the options were creative. I got uh-huh. the up and smoke taco, which had a little uh-huh. bite. And the braised and confused taco, which was uh, brisket. And the food was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Um, I prefer, I, I, I think nothing tops Poco Loco and uh, oh, the, yeah. the sister Agreed. restaurant, Cocina de Carlos. But Agreed. it was fine. It was good. I like, so I thought it was really good. I mean, for what it was, it gave me the environment. I did not have an alcoholic drink because I just didn't trust myself. I had things I had to do after that. And I also forgot my ID because I always do that. To be honest, I don't even know where it is. So um, <laughs> um, I did not drink. So I got a um, a fresca, like I got one, like a sparkling water, essentially. Mm-hmm. I got blood orange. It was so good. I mean, even down to the fact that they're using paper straws and you yeah. don't find a lot of that in Toledo just yet. Like. Our, our Sally's over here, like our Sally's beauty supply is now charging for a bag. They ask you, do you want a bag? Yes, that's 25 cents. And it's a paper bag. And they're like, <laughs> people hate that. Like we get so much hate for that. And I said, I love it. Go for it. So I love that they're already doing that and establishing that in the restaurant. I just had a really good time. I think you're right. It might be even better if like on Friday, you know, Thursday night to Sunday, instead of playing that Rocky style music, they can play something like hip hop related, like Dr. Dre or you know what I mean? That might be kind of nice. Um, But I love that it's open air. I'm really excited. And I love where it is on that side of town because there's not a lot of stuff over there that I feel like can um, transition from a from like a daytime kind of restaurant to like an evening, a nice place you would want to go to in the evening. That's bar, upbeat. Bar 145. That's the spot. But that's it. Right. You yeah. know, I know. And aren't they, they're kind of, they're not related to bar 145, are they? Who? Cadado. K- no. Just by their, just by the fact that it's set, like their tacos are set up just like a burger from bar 145. It, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. It's a good spot for sure. It's, it's going to do really well. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? I have this long ass list. There's that. Oh. Um. We did the gunshots. Whatever. whatever. Oh my god. Um. Yesterday. Uh. So, so I'll go. I'll, I. I told you. I'll tell everybody else. Uh. I hung out with with Amanda and her son the other night. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this on the podcast? No. no, we didn't because it was Tuesday and yesterday. Yeah. He is a fucking hurricane. <laughs> um. And. <laughs> The thing you said to me the other day, and I, if do you know what I'm talking about? Just say yeah. yes or no. Yes. My friend also said that. <laughs> My other friend, Ashley. Um, he is, like, unbreakable. Uh, it was it was, it was was nice. She said he likes me. And uh, so, Good. yeah, but I was not going to tolerate. Like, as soon as I, I sat down on the couch, and he is a kicker. And I, I thought to myself in my head, oh, no, this isn't like, I know that he is not my kid, but sorry. And I didn't, 
do anything that I think was inappropriate, but I certainly like made sure he stopped kicking me. And then within 15 minutes, I was dragging him by his feet around the couch. <laughs> and he loved it, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so I, talk, I talked about this yesterday. Um, I got, I'm getting to, uh, he likes Pete the Cat. Do you know what Pete the Cat is? I don't. Okay, so Pete the Cat, you should read a Pete the Cat. So Pete the Cat, um, he lo- like, they're very short stories. It's like before you get into Paw Patrol and PJ Masks. Okay. Um, Pete the Cat is always, like something bad is always happening to him from what I gather. That's the narrative in Pete the Cat books. He loses his buttons. He loses his shoes. He's always, something bad is always happening. Aww. And he's super chill about it. Aww. Like he doesn't lose his cool or anything like that. So I can only imagine he is a like massive stoner or pothead. Like Winnie the Pooh? I don't. I'm not super familiar with Winnie the Pooh anymore. Was he? Oh shit! Did he do pot? Did he? Was, he didn't. I mean, he loved honey. Like he was obsessed with honey, but he was very calm about stuff. And he's like, "Oh well, <laughs> like okay, yeah. I suppose." <laughs> yeah, that's Pete the cat. Yeah. Okay, um, but I was talking about it, it on the air yesterday, and uh, somebody who I guess is heavily involved with autism in our area reached out to me and said, "Please give this to your girlfriend." I was like, "Whoa, that's a big word." Well. But it reminded me that um, back in Pennsylvania and Allentown, the autism walk there, the walk for autism, was like their Komen walk in the area. Oh, yeah. It was okay. massive. And yeah. I've always noted here before that the autism community is, is kind of small. Like, it's certainly something, and maybe this is just who I run with, but... Obviously, the, the more important things are the bigger walks are, you know, NAMI and mental health things, the Komen race, mm-hmm. um, the heart walk, and the some of the other, like, mm-hmm. uh, like girls on the run, things like that. And autism doesn't have a big walk that, that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But that would be nice to um, see something like that come to our area that's not, like, strict, like your typical breast cancer awareness or Another mental one. health. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, I know there's a, I think there's a breast cancer or a can- the, the cancer stuff. Um, but it's got to be here. It's just, it doesn't ever come around on my radar. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, I'm sure it will now, now that you're getting an idea of what it's like to be around somebody with autism and kind of get an idea of how they operate, how the parents operate, and what the resources in the community are. I just drove past ProMedica's Autism Center off of Monroe Street um, today, and I noticed it, and I thought of Amanda. I uh, I went when I went home. I uh, I tried to dive in and get educated about like how you interact with kids with autism, and I honestly didn't come away with anything that would uh, that would help me. It was more parenting stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure you can find it, and it maybe podcasts and conversations like that. Um, my last post before I got kicked off of Facebook, I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, Facebook, I'm in Facebook jail because I told my friend, do you know Desmond? I do very well. Yeah. So I told Desmond said he, did you see his picture? I've never seen him without glasses before. He got his shot. He's a handsome fella. Yeah. I've seen he, him without glasses. And he has a lovely voice. He do, He's all around like just a gem. I yes. really love Desmond. How do you know him? Kimberly Newman. So Kimberly is a really good friend of mine and Desmond is a really good friend of hers. So we would be together for outings all the time. Got it. Got it. Got it. And I was so happy to meet Bree last night. Oh, she's sweet, ain't she? Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I'm like, I am a fanboy over Sophia because <laughs> she's cute. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was my first time meeting her. 
Um, I didn't know that was her boyfriend because uh, I thought he didn't live here. But I lo- like it sucks because she's so good; she's not going to be here long. Um, I feel like I've met her boyfriend before. I just don't know where. He looked really familiar. I just didn't have time to talk to him. Sophia told me that usually they double date stuff and that each other's boyfriends or, or Bree's fiance, they just talk about sports and whatever guys do. Yeah. But he wasn't available last night. Yeah, Sean, Sean and Thomas get along. They're really nice. Um, so I like them. So for Desmond, he got a shot. And uh, he said, I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Just want to let you know if you're getting it. It's going to feel like you got kicked in the face for a couple days. <laughs> I commented, I would have kicked you in the face without needing a needle. And Facebook didn't like that. I disputed it. And now here I sit for like another 50 hours or so, which sucks. I don't understand. I mean, what? Like, I don't get why that deserves being kicked off. The They must have increased the AI for harmful dialogue which i get i mean yeah get pull down the fake news stuff pull out the people who are like yeah hitler was right um but it's funny how amazing how some of the ai works and the algorithms and how it can sell us stuff and all this other things and it can predict what we think we want to buy but it can't pick up like the context of that comment or something yeah so maybe they yeah maybe it was just the needle reference and then they like lost their minds and blocked you just to be safe and I would have thought that with the dispute, like an actual human being would have read it, but it, the dispute like took like eight seconds. So, which sucks because I need Facebook for for work to post. Yeah. I can't post stuff on the station page or the show page. Oh, mm. well, your three so, days will fall essentially on a weekend. Well, I have to. I, I gotta get stuff on those pages. So I now I'm sending stuff to Peapod to schedule. Oh, Peapod. Um, I even created a legal name Facebook page thinking that would, and I, and I allowed myself editor access to the pages, but it still won't let me post stuff. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's too bad. Serves you right for um, being a bully. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Mis- misogynistic, racist, hom- homophobic, all kinds Throwing of out stuff. Needle, needles and stuff. Um, so, but the last post yesterday was about these, these shake places and, and there are several now that have popped up near where I live. I'm sure uh, yes. you see them, right? I actually go to one. I go to a couple. Have we talked about this before? I don't think we ever, no, we didn't, we never had the conversation about it, but I, yeah, no, we didn't. So I never wanted to, to say this, um, but they're not, they're not healthy at all. So I, I, whenever I go into one, um, I like essentially have them make it for me and I take out a lot of this a lot of the stuff that they put in it to make it taste good and attract the crowds of people I ask them to take out if that makes any sense I know like people are saying that the healthy in the powder itself or the protein is not the healthiest but um, a lot of the extra added things I don't I right. don't I tell them to take them out yeah like they they can make a, a healthy one but mm-hmm. the the delectable ones and the decadent ones are not healthy at all. I mean, they taste great. I had one. There's one next to the Planet Fitness around the corner, and it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a lot of junk, so they're not nutritional at all. Even though it says like downtown nutrition or Perrysburg or, or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And then other people yesterday were telling me that they're Herbalife. Oh, they places. went off. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. Why? Well, I, I remember some of the Herbalife drama from like ten or twelve years or so ago. 
And I thought, like I told my friend Kenzie, I thought any adult who was alive in 2008 knows that these places are like pyramid schemes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is, It they're all Herbalife products and Herbalife shakes. They're just being opened by, and I don't know the appropriate term, like if they're distributors or what have you, but I think a lot of those folks find it easier to just create a, like start a business, a physically like a, like a smoothie place compared to like reaching out to friends and family and selling Herbalife. And then if you go in, they then offer you information on if you want to purchase them yourself. Cause I actually considered that of just, um, instead of coming in and paying like $9 cause I get a shake and then I'll get like a shot of aloe. And so, and st- I don't do the teas because I'm sensitive to caffeine most of the time, but, um, so I was going to consider buying some of my own, but, um, yeah. Some of your own what? Some, the protein powder, just the protein powder. Um, so is this thing like, uh, is it a racket? Is it a scheme? Or is this going to be Herbal Life 2021 where all these shake places are going to be, you know, the owners or the proprietors are going to be suing places and, and mm. like out on the streets? So I don't know if these locations are a scheme. I don't like like that you have to buy into something and then the more people you get to buy into it, the higher up you go. Right. I don't like that. And I know that that's the general concept of Herbalife, but I don't see how people who operate these nutrition places are benefiting from it. I don't really understand um, how they're benefit. I don't, I would not think that they're benefiting from it in that way. I have never been like haggled into, hackled into being an Herbalife distributor, like ever. I've never been approached about, have you considered selling Herbalife? So I don't know how, they are benefiting from it. It seems like it's not the same way it's done if somebody was selling Herbalife that did not have um, a storefront like that, that they could make the shakes for you and then sell them. So I don't really know. I mean, and I've seen good things from them in that they encourage like weight loss. The one in Perrysburg that I go to, it's very like communal, if that makes any sense. Everybody knows everybody. They have bar stools. And every time I go there, people literally sit there and drink their shakes. That's like, the, that's like the one around the corner. Like it yeah. looks like a club inside. They all do. And it's kind of cool. And some of them have like workout classes that you, so they'll give you information on coming back for workout class. And some of the people who own them are instructors. So I like that. Like, I think that it's a community. Um, they try each one, each place tries to gain kind of community with the people that, that purchase from them. And I don't know how they benefit. I really am interested to see if like these nutrition spots are the same kind of scheme. Like I know it's still Herbalife products, but is it the same as your traditional Herbalife distributor that does not have, you know, that is just trying to sell you, sell you the, the uh, protein packs and stuff like that. Yep, I agree. Um, I'd like to know more as well. Um, it reminds like the, the latest icky thing is like all the my pillow stuff and all that nonsense. <laughs> and like marketing in itself is a scam. I mean, yeah, it's getting you to buy something either one you don't know about or you don't want per se. And it, there's there's shades of it. Like things, some things are really scummy and scammy. 
other things are something that you didn't know that you wanted, but you bought into it, and maybe you really like it. Like, maybe you, you like these shakes and what they offer, and you like the community, um, and you're not doing it for the nutritional. That My biggest problem with it is, here, have this Oreo protein shake. You'll get, you'll lose weight. No, no, no. And do you remember, um, I, maybe I just don't see it anymore, but when I first got on Instagram, like, six, seven years ago, like, all the hot fitness girls tried to sell you, like, weight loss tea. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, skinny tea. Yeah. It's yeah. still a, it's still a thing. I, I mean, I knew somebody literally last year that was selling tea and was constantly trying to. All they to, are, like, like um, appetite suppressants, which you can buy in, in health food stores, and it's not the healthiest way to go about things, but um, they're, they're legal, and they're, I guess, safe ways to do it. Yeah, I just, um, I, like I said, I love these um, smoothie places because I, I, t- I actually like the smoothies and sometimes I can be so busy or I'm out and about and I don't have a taste for anything and I'll just say, you know what, I'll get a smoothie. I personally see it no different as if I were to go to Tropical Smoothie. Even at Tropical Smoothie, you're still like, you have to know what, that's on you to know what you're right. getting. Like when I go to Tropical Smoothie, I have to tell them not to put sugar in it or yep. replace the sugar with Splenda. You know, if I'm truly trying to be healthy, it's the same thing for this place. So I'll say, I'd like the frappe, please hold the chocolate chips, add in coffee. You know what I mean? Like I specifically tell them what I want so I can make sure that it's healthy. You just have to know to do that or pay attention. Yeah, I think I said like yesterday in that Facebook comment, it wasn't about the uh, knowing that they're, they're, they're pyramid schemes or whatever. But like if you're an adult and you've been alive in the last 15 years, don't you know to read the label? Like, <laughs> or... Or just have a vibe of, like, when you go to Core Life Eatery, yep. you have an idea that, okay, this is a healthier place. If it's in a mall, um, maybe not so much. And, and I get it. Not, you don't know what you don't know, but you're a thousand percent right. Like, the same thing with Jamba Juice and Tropical Smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, uh, like, like the Core Lifes or yeah. Panera's or whatever. Like, there's healthy stuff. There's not so healthy stuff, but it, it tastes like it's healthy. So but read the label and do a little homework in the food. I think people automatically like trust them, you know, so they don't really question it. And they're like, I'm going to eat healthy today. So I'm going to go to Tropical Smoothie knowing like Tropical Smoothies have sugar in them. So if you don't ask, sometimes I'm like, can you take out the sugar, add in kiwi, like a natural something that's naturally sweet or honey, like don't. You know what I mean? But you have to know how to do that. And you're right. The same at Panera. If I go to Chick-fil-A, you know, and I want to eat relatively healthy, I'll get a grilled nugget and a side salad. And (laughs) I'm like, can you take out the cheese? No. Can you take out the bacon? No, we can't. And I thought, okay, then I'm not going to get it. But, um... No, you're you're right. I, you, I'm gonna eat healthy today. Maybe healthier, <laughs> but not healthy. But again, you don't know what you don't know. But that's why it's important to um, meal prep, plan. You can't always do that, or or find a spot where you know you can um, get like really healthy food. And I again, that's the scammy part of things. Tropical yeah. smoothie kind of sounds like it could be a healthy place, but when you pull back the the onion layers of the smoothie, yeah. it's not that healthy. And then yeah. there are places that are more transparent, like Core Life and places like that. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, man, people, it sounds like a lot of people got burned by Herbalife. 
Jesus, I was really surprised to see um, how many people like commented just kind of crapping on it. And I, I get it. Um, like, I understand that, you know, there's negative feelings around um, pyramids games. I have negative feelings about them. I do think Herbalife can be kind of shady. But I'm curious if like separate this, these nutrition businesses or these shake um, sh- shops, whatever, um, are kind of separate from that at all. Um, our friend Olivia. Mm-hmm. Do you follow Olivia on Instagram? Um, Olivia Bar. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, not on Instagram. On Facebook, I think. Um, I, I, I messaged her. She has been uh, getting into fitness, and she, she has good. been uh, wanting to, to. She's been trying to sell like fitness attire. Oh. So I messaged her. Uh huh. Like, hey, uh, this is a pyramid scheme. She's like, it's multi-level marketing. I'm like, it's oh, pyramid scheme. so yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she disagreed. I was like, okay, fingers crossed. Hopefully, ZL has money to buy shoes. So, but I yeah. mean, sometimes you find out the hard way. And it's We've expensive. learned, there's so many, there's so many folks that have gotten burned from that. Like uh, LuLaRue or, or whatever. Lululemon? Lu- no, no, that's Lulu- fitness. Uh, LuLaRue, the, when all the ladies were wearing like, the leggings and the shot and the tops, they were like obsessing over them and those like cloth flip flops or whatever. Um, so that, and the, and it was poor quality. And yeah. then, um, there's like some lip, lip, lip scents or something like some makeup things. And it, yeah, I, I, I say no always all the time. The world is a scam. Do your homework. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, some some entertainment things to dive into. Um, we'll we'll do Demi in like two seconds, but first, so Evan Peters, aka Fiatro. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see this? He's gonna play Dahmer. I think it looks like that. Yeah, right. He's he's uh, hooked up with Ryan Murphy again, and yep. some kind of Jeffrey Dahmer show. So I think you'll agree with me on this. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer is not that long ago, like '90s. Like I was a teenager when he was doing what he was doing, which was luring young men, dismembering them, eating them, and putting the leftovers in a fucking freezer. So let's not fucking glorify Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, I it's love gonna him happen so anyway. Much. It's I gonna know, happen. I know. I, I love the actor. So, and I think he's perfection for that role. I definitely think he was perfection. And much like I did not think um, Zac Efron was perfection for Bundy, Ted Bundy. I think this um, Evan Peterson plays this because I watch a lot of American Horror Story also, and he's just a staple character at this point. Like a, he's just in the series. He plays like those roles so well. And so I'm really looking, I'm really looking forward to him being able to, because Dahmer was like antisocial, right? The, okay. The, tell everyone what antisocial means. <laughs> I love say, I love this because I hate it when people misuse it. So antisocial, a lot of people misuse it by saying like, I'm quiet. I don't like to talk to people. I'm introverted, AKA I don't like to socialize. So I'm antisocial. Antisocial people, that would be an avoidant person. So that's asocial. That, that's just an avoidant person. You avoid um, conversations and interactions with people and you're introverted. Not even introverted. Introverts are not avoidant. You just avoid those types of things. Antisocial is somebody who does not follow like societal norms. 
somebody who's always like going against the grain intentionally, who is like, doesn't care to follow rules, doesn't care to like non-empathetic. A psychopath. A psychopath. Yeah. Essentially like a psychopath, like that person that you feel um, like is always arguing with you. Oh, not necessarily arguing, but just always fighting, always creating a fuss, doesn't really care. Uh, and doesn't care behind it. That's that's an antisocial person. Yeah. Um, and Jeffrey Dahmer ate people. He was yeah. cannibal, <laughs> and he was a necrophiliac as well. So uh, I mean, I, it's going to happen. People, because people like you, like love Evan Peters, and let's just try to remember that these are horrific human beings, and they needed lots of help, as we always talk about. But yeah, people will will glorify. Uh, the, the character or whatever so they can't separate the actor from from the human being that did these awful things yeah and a lot of a lot of like serial killers ha- are antisocial like have a diagnosis of being antisocial and um, cult leaders so a lot of like your Charles Mansons and whatnot are have antisocial behaviors um, and a lot of young kids who have oppositional defiant disorder turn out to be antisocial adults like not tons you know but there is a percentage of them that ODD disorders in in um, kids and young adults sometimes transition into antisocial behaviors if you can if it can't be worked on and um oh sorry I lost my thought but I was checking traffic there for a second mm-hmm. uh what, where was I gonna go with that Dumber, antisocial so and you're referring to Pietra Pietro from WandaVision, not Fie- the Pietro. Pietro? Fietro. Uh, fake oh. Pietro. That's oh. the name that he got. <laughs> Pietro, also known as Ralph Boner. <laughs> yes, Ralph Boner from WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. God, what was I going to say about the Dahmer thing? You said antisocial and all right, well, well um, God, this is gonna, that's gonna, it'll pop back into my head. Um, yeah. That, that article that I sent you today, uh, I sent Alex an article and I, I tweeted it out. There was some type, and this is at usatoday.com, not some oh. weird thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, the article said it's not always or often mental health reasons why people shoot places up. But in the article, it, <laughs> it said sane people don't walk in and shoot places up. And yeah. then, uh, it also said later on, it talked about, and I think you've read up on this this guy by now, like he was bullied, he was made fun of, all the things that would create mental health issues right. that would lead to someone shooting a place up. It's the worst article I've seen since, well, the other day when I read that thing about uh, New, York, New York Post calling Goldman Sachs people's underlings. <laughs> underlings? But, yeah. <laughs> but my God, like mental health reasons are exactly why people shoot places up. It's just, I, I understand. First of all, it, I feel like it was probably a clickbait headline, but um, it, I under, as a mental health professional, I do understand the danger and like consistently bringing things to the mental health aspect of why, because we always want to know why, like when somebody shoots up a school or they shoot up, you know, a grocery store or they go out to try to cause serious harm, like we have to be able to like we just have a need to want to know why because we can't understand why somebody would just want to do something like that. Like we have a hard time coming to terms with that. So we search for reasons why and then we then search for things to blame. Obviously, like mental illness 
is a huge factor in this. And I was talking with somebody and they said, well, um, Dylan Roof. And I was like, um, I mean, he was racist. Right. <laughs> he was racist, but he probably had a fair amount of depression in his life because he didn't, you know, I think he was living in poverty at the time and was a child of poverty. Um, so, and sometimes, you know, when you're referring to poverty, there's, there's, um, depression and, and isolation and anxiety and et cetera. And, um, so I, I understand why you don't want to say like mental illness is the cause of all of these deadly crimes because then the mental health community, similar to how like when the, I, I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, when coronavirus happened and they were like the China virus, the Kung flu, all of these things, blame the Chinese. And then it became blame all Asian people. And then all Asian people are spreading COVID, you know, putting this in your food, doing this, doing that. It's the same thing. Like I just, it's not exactly the same, but I feel like eventually yeah. we could create a narrative that the mentally ill should be, should be feared or are inc incredibly dangerous and should be, um, I don't know, watched or what, or what have you. To your, to your point and, and to the article's point, but you're right. It was a clickbaity headline. It did say that most mentally unwell people don't do this. Like, exactly. And I made the point of myself. If I were not medicated, I, there is a 65-35 chance I would have killed myself or at least made the actual attempt rather than having thoughts reside in my mind nonstop. That, that, that would have pushed me to it. I would not be a danger to other people. I, I can't say that for sure, but, because, but I don't have that kind of hate. But who knows how my mind would have become unglued without the medication but no most mental health people they're more problem like they're more like me they're problematic to themselves and to their family members who they mm -hmm. they bring down because of the depression and whatever they're dealing with and that's why there are nami support groups for the families but like everything mental health affects everything and i mm -hmm. and it seems like we agree here if you're going to go do something so, so chaotic and create such carnage there is definitely a mental health reason because sane people don't do that yeah no exactly and it's just i really loved and i i won't i i won't forget what you said because i think it's still a really good point and could it make 10 percent of a difference that's great that's more of a difference than we have been making like have incentivize some folks to like you know what i mean like sign a list and say please don't purchase me a gun like please don't sell me a gun like i'm right now as i'm healthy and i'm saying i'm saying i'm a person with mental illness and i choose not to purchase a gun you know so please don't sell me a gun you know what i mean remember when you were talking about yeah, that yeah, i and, love that idea and love how, it and how many people do we know um be, they spiral they get yep. off their medication mm -hmm. and if they do um, and they want to go buy a gun and do harm to themselves or whatever else. And, and I'm, I'm ruling out the, well, they'll find a way to do it. I, I know they will. But right yeah. now, people shooting places up is, is, in, is t tragically in vogue. But if you put yourself on that list, you cannot go legally buy a gun. So And, and, and I know the counter is, well, they'll find a way to get a gun. I know, but you know what? I know that there are a lot of people like me. And they're lazy. And if you put one, and you know this for, for what you do, mm -hmm. if you put one hurdle in front of somebody, maybe mm -hmm. that will be the hurdle that, that gets them to avoid what they were going to go after. I agree. And I just, so I loved that and I never forgot that. But then it's, um, I think, and I talked about this before in the same conversation on 75 North, there's like a, a billboard in Michigan where it talks about suicide prevention material for gun owners. 
I've never seen anything like that before. And I'm just like, this is a really good step. How about we take it a step further? And when somebody's purchasing a gun, you hand them a little booklet on suicide prevention. How about we do PSAs about suicide prevention or for family members who may, you know, cause I'm thinking about this, this young man's family and how they were able to, again, and we, we still don't know how true it all is, but they were able to share right away that he had, he had had paranoid thoughts and that he has shown behavior of feeling paranoid, hypervigilant, agitated, frustrated, and angry. So like, let's teach this family how to step in and protect him and the community. You know what I mean? Let's have a conversation to teach them as it, and not just like protect him from, you know, harming himself or self-harm protect specifically as it pertains to guns, because you all know he has weapons. We yep. know it's known that this person has weapons. So let's teach the family and maybe the gun community community can take that on. Maybe the NRA, how, whoever these folks are, can start to educate their own people on the importance of gun safety. I know you already do, but like a, a, a stronger, more public effort so that, you know, it's it's not just the unknown about it. And then we don't start talking about it until 10 more people or 20 more people have been shot down at a school or a grocery store or a movie theater or, or whatever is next on the list. Disney. Or, I don't know. Last, last night on Monroe street. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why I want to know about the guy. I want his gun taken away. If he has it legally, he can have it back at some point, but we're going to get to the bottom of why you had a road rage incident and had the audacity. Like, again, that person is not thinking right. There is there's a catalyst in that person's life that created some kind of distress that got them out of their car to shoot somebody. I mean, this is this is like this is Eminem shit from 20 years ago. Anger management. It is a thing. It has to be addressed. And I think it's people like them, um, you know, people like that driver, people like the gun, the road rage driver from a couple months ago are going to be the ones that may lose the rights for everybody. Because the only thing that they're talking about in the news right now is what's Biden and Harris going to do about gun rights right now because of these things. That was so far down. And I know this because we have these conversations in my household all the time. Like gun reform was so far down his to-do list, wasn't anywhere in his first 90 days. It was so far down his to-do list and it got brought, it fucking skyrocketed, skyrocketed all the way to the top because of what happened in Atlanta and now what has happened in Colorado. So get your people, get your people, tell them to stop doing that because they're going to, honestly, like they're going to take away all the rights of legal law-abiding gun, gun owners who are who purchased a gun because somebody made a really good point the other day. They live, they're like, I live so far out in the country that it would take forever for the police to get to me. So I yeah. have to have, you know, a even a rifle. I get it. Cause with the rifle, you can be a lot more precise with your shot. Um, I live so far out that it would take forever for safety, security and safety to get to me. So I have to protect myself. Good for you. Do that. I live in such a dangerous neighborhood that I have this in my home to protect my family. Good for you. Do that. Unfortunately, you know? the, the, the radicals on both sides. Yeah. We're, we're going to knock on your door and take your gun. They're going to come knock on my door and take my gun. <laughs> the, 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 radical, the radicals get to control the narrative. And that's why. It's, I hate it so much. I saw it. I know Biden's having a press conference or had one earlier. I think he had one. I think he had said, like, we talked about this last week, how people were pestering him like he's gone the longest ever without doing a press conference. I saw something the other day that said he wants to do the opposite of the last guy where you were yeah. waking up literally to a Twitter press conference every day. And the press conference was like an NBA finals game every day at two o'clock. And I admire his Biden's way of doing going about this. Like, 
let the country run itself. Like, yeah. let government work. And instead of me being, you know, doing uh, American Idol auditions every single day. And he also, I think he also knows that, like, there was two, like, tragedies in our country, you know, in Atlanta and in Colorado. But that doesn't mean that the next day he's going to, you know, he's going to have a bill on his desk or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't work that way because I feel like he is trying to think about that person, you know, that conservative that has owned a gun their entire life. Like, if he, I think he really is trying to find a way to satisfy both parties. Yep. He always has been. So it's not something that, he, you know, even as something this tragic is happening, he's not going to snap his fingers and take away everybody's guns. He's going to take his time. Um, I would think um, he will intend to take his time and really do something meaningful with this that can make the difference. Because at this point, there has never been, you know, common ground or something meaningful that has made the change. And we just continue to increase our numbers and really look like, um, you know, the country on the hill with our rifles on our sides. Like, yep. you know, oh, I have memes America. for that. I, 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 I would post them, but uh, I can't right now. <laughs> um, back to the mental health stuff. Yes. So I'm. I don't think I would ever put so much money on a person in in a death pool. I mean, Lindsay Lohan was probably the like the all time death pool person when people <laughs> thought about death pools. I'm now putting all that, all my chips, all my stuff, all okay. my assets on Demi Lovato. Oh. Uh, did you watch or read any of this this YouTube documentary of hers? I do want to watch it this weekend. I have not yet, but I have heard like stories about sexual assault and like she almost relapsed because somebody called her fat and all of I that. I didn't see any of that stuff. Oh I my know that god! She was so. I think to celebrate like six years or seven years of sobriety. Soon after that, she drank, and then before you know it, she was doing like meth. <laughs> And crack cocaine. That's not funny. That's not funny. I, no, it's not funny at all. I mean, it's it's harrowing. It um, is. And and I guess her last manager did not look out for her well being like Scooter Braun does now. And one thing struck me: uh, it hit a personal chord in, in, in a sense. I like drinking. Sometimes yeah. I think I drink too much, but I like I like the activity. I like the feeling. I don't feel that I need it to go about my day or whatever like last mm -hmm. night i was able to have one drink and amanda had two she's like you can have you can have another i'm like no like it's school night and mm -hmm. it's just not necessary um i don't feel dependent upon it she has i guess brokered a deal with scooter braun and others around her where she is she has sworn off hard drugs and like not her like she was smoking heroin like again, crack cocaine and oh all God. this stuff. She's yeah. sworn that stuff off, but she's gonna do. She's gonna do whatever with weed, and she says she's not gonna stop drinking. And I guess that that bothers yeah. some people around her a little bit. I get that because she thinks that if she were to swear it all off, the pangs would overcome her, and yeah. she'd have this horrific re relapse. It reminds me of like. Um how I sometimes try to view dieting and it's like if I don't allow myself to have a cheeseburger and a small fry from McDonald's every now and then I'm gonna lose it like yeah. I'm never gonna be able to maintain like 
90% of my lifestyle is now healthier, but I'm still going to allow myself 10 to 15%. So I view it the same way. And one thing that people have to remember, especially when you're talking about recovery at the national level, what we talk about like on a micro level as individuals and what we do in our recovery facilities is we literally not one person, person's person, not one person's path to recovery is the same. It will look different. And that's a hard thing for people to understand. Like they hear, you know, this addict is, you know, swearing off everything but alcohol and weed. And they're like, the alcohol and weed is going to take her right back to the hard drugs. And it's like, maybe it's not. You know what I mean? It's not everybody's path to recovery and a healthy lifestyle is going to be the same. And so if that's what works for her, then fine. I personally worry, but it's not my path. It's hers. And so hopefully she can... She can do what she can do what she needs. I mean, I've seen a lot of people with I know a lot of people in my own personal life that engage in some of the riskiest behavior. And it's like you do know, like that, you know, this is a bad decision. You know what you're doing. Um, you you would rather not be doing what you're doing. But something is in your brain is not firing to tell you to stop. It's just you just keep going and engaging in this risky behavior. I like your your analogy a lot of the dying because I, I believe the same thing I've. I've... I can be pretty rigid and I can, but for, I know, I know for most people, yeah, if, uh, with food, if they, they're doing what you're doing, like they need to have that pizza and it's not a cheat meal. It's like a cheat day where they've got to give into it. They just can't give in all the time because then they'll, it's a relapse of a diet and it's not a diet or better eating habits. Um, and you're right. Everybody's is different. And I'm, yeah, it seems like we seem that we, we feel the same fear for, for Demi Lovato because yeah. there have been so many for lack of a better way to put it, like false starts into into long-term recovery. Mm-hmm. And maybe now um, with Scooter Braun, who I know, you know, Taylor hates him, but great business person and is taking great care of like Justin Bieber over the years and mm-hmm. Ariana Grande. I have a girl that I know from back home who works for him now and I, I trust her opinion a lot. So hopefully it works out under his guidance for her. But I know we've, we've had a lot of... Um, the the phrase of one bad day lately that idiot sheriff or whatever used it last week with with the the atlanta shooting but it's come uh-huh. up in other ways yeah and until i see otherwise and who knows because she went a long time in sobriety until i see otherwise demi could be one bad day away from some meth or crack that kills her i agree because she did say like and it was a headline so i haven't seen it for myself but i think she was describing that like right after she had overdosed that she saw like um tabloids talking about how much weight she had gained or that she called her fat and she said that that almost drove her down a a narrow path and I'm like oh girl you're gonna have to get a a little bit more resilient than that like you're an you're you know an addict in recovery in the and you're famous you know what I mean like um you're gonna have to get a little bit more resilient than that or is it just that's how bad you want to go back to the drug so like oh they called me fat let me go back and use um but I, I just I love the I love her story at the same time because this is so realistic. Like this is just this is what it's like for folks who have and I I am not a person in drug or alcohol addiction recovery, so I'm only speaking from my experience that I have helped other people through, not that I have lived, and I think it's important to say that. But um I have that this is what it's actually like for people on the ground, like for normal people. 
um, when they're going through drug or alcohol recovery. There's so many different variables. It, it varies from person to person. I work with somebody now and their way of staying sober is basically saying, I cannot try anything and I cannot slip up. If I do, I will literally die. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to die. So I'm not going to do any of these things because they know that if they start to allow themselves any kind of grace on that and just say, well, it's really hard and I've worked hard on myself, then they're like, I'll die and I can't die. I don't want to die. So this is, I'm not going to do that. Where she's like, well, I won't do any hard drugs, but I'll allow myself these things because I can't control, you know, maybe my addictions or the things I can't handle the things that go on in my head or whatever reason that she's giving. Yep. Um, talk about like maybe maybe she needs to get completely off the grid which, which it, it yeah. might be best for her and i don't know if she's done that and i know she wants to share her story and her struggles and achievements through music but maybe it's better if you just go away so nobody can call you anything well and how many how many famous people do we know that have done that like how many people do we know have had to like drop completely off the grid so that they can get their sobriety and have like comfort in that years of that and like practice and more strength before they come back. Like she keeps, you know, falling and then coming right back, falling, coming back, falling, coming back, like publicly. Yeah. Don't do that. Like go to Aruba, uh, work at a, uh, work at a bookstore. She has a voice of a lifetime. She can come back. Um, but with that, uh, Chrissy Teigen has bailed on Twitter. I'm going to guess that she's going to come back. She said it's just become too much for her and it is really hard to manage the the hate. And it's funny. It, she even knows it. She said, I, I was just getting too much from too many people who had two followers. And <laughs> it's, it is very hard to tell your brain, even though this person is a complete and utter nobody, like they are the apex of loser on the internet yeah. in their mother's basement. Um, and it, it's hard to fight that off because... Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt. My dad told me my dad, that was the '80s thing when you when you, when you got bullied. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. But guess mm-hmm. what? The words fucking hurt when, especially somebody like that, where there's so many bad ones coming at you. And she had some other thoughtful things that she said. But um, I don't know, mate. I, I will never get off of Twitter, even though there are a lot of things I dislike about it. But there's just so there's a lot of information that I need and communic- ways that I communicate for what I do. If I was doing right. something else, maybe I wouldn't use it. But um, I'm curious to see, and I, I think she'll come back. Yeah, she um, probably will. She just maybe needs a, a, a cleanse. Yeah, she pro- she probably will. And more than just like how we know some people, they're like, I'm going to take two weeks off of social media, and then they're back in four days. You know, like, I think she needs, <laughs> I think she needs to take some serious time, not because like she has that much mental health that she needs to improve, but she does need to build up her resiliency to things like that, because it's not going to go away. It's an interesting experience. I know you know locally because you have been in the media for so long. So you've seen people like, you know, probably trash you or say really awful things and have to have that like roll off your shoulder. It doesn't, you know, that can't happen all the time. And sometimes I'm sure she sees people like that are at the celebrity that she is also say really terrible things. You know, it's one thing if it's just your, like some, Joe sitting on the couch eating a TV dinner, but it's another if it's somebody that's also, you know, in the public eye that has a verified page, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's talking negatively about her. Yeah. She says it's, it's now more negative than positive for her. Oh, that's um, too bad. And, but in a lot of ways, and, and this is where I, I'm trying to put this into words. Um, 
like a lot of ways, her mega celebrity and popularity has been built off of the backs of those people. Not the negative ones, although yes. she does clap backs well. But there are so many people that adore her. Yes. And I hope she's willing. I guess this is the this is what I'm getting at. The cost of this is might be a lot less celebrity. And she'll have to make that decision for herself. That's fine. So I actually knew Chrissy Teigen before she met John Legend and before her modeling had kind of picked up in the late 90s, probably early 2000s. She was just literally a catalog model for this clothing store Delia's that I used to shop at and this other clothing store Aloe. Um, and I used to see her face all the time. Her cheekbones are very distinct. So I knew that face and I was like, that, that girl has been, I've seen her around a long time. So she's really picked up, but I agreed part of her celebrity was because of her clapbacks. So not everyone's going to love your clapback. I actually learned about this because I was working this morning and the view was playing in the background and damn whiny ass Megan McCain, although she has really good points and shame on me for saying whiny, but she was she then took this story, correlated it back to herself about being the only conservative political pundit in mainstream media and how much hate she gets. And I'm like, girl, you get that hate because you're hawkish, not because you're a conservative, like right. you're damn rude. You know, Chrissy Teigen probably gets a lot of hate because she is also, you know what I mean? Like she also claps. She's not afraid to clap back and like give people what they give, give back to people what they give to her. Um, and some, it doesn't sit well with some people. It's like, she's certainly had, not Michelle Obama. Right. <laughs> because, it's, you know? what, it's what I had. Uh, it's why I want Facebook to go back to, um, chronological timelines as opposed to what's getting the most engagement because what gets the most engagement is the extreme. Like you just talked about the hawkish personalities on one side or the other. And so we'll see, we'll see if, if. Chrissy's gone from Twitter forever or if she realizes that her celebrity cachet is shrinking and she misses the attention. That's all something that we we each have to determine. Like I determined that I will never do sports talk radio again because it's fucking poisonous and toxic. And there are way too many people who said who were like who said the vile things to that poor Ohio State kid last week and wanted him oh, yeah. dead and all that other shit like yeah. I'll never do it again. I yeah. don't like talking about some of these celebrity things uh, that we did on the show, but it's a lot better than, you know, team lost again, everybody hates the world, fire this person, they're terrible at life. It's like, whoa, it's a it's a game and I know that you enjoy it and you pay a lot of money for it, but like that's a human being. They they mm -hmm. have a family and they this is what they do for like 25% of their day. Stop. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yep. Last thing, unless you've got... Oh, there's one thing we have to do with you. Uh-oh. Um, so Chris Evans was doing a Zoom, and people noticed that he has chest tattoos, and apparently he's very <gasps> he's very tattooed, and now the internet is just like, it's soaking wet right now. <laughs> I love it, especially if you... he's cap, That's Captain America, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, cap, he's your all-American, like, frat boy like it, not i wouldn't even say frat boy because even frat boys have tattoos i don't know i don't know how to like your pastor captain america and then all of a sudden he takes his shirt off and he has tattoos <laughs> yeah go go look up the the zoom but i guess there are other pictures out there um because i saw them of what uh he actually has because you never saw them they were i guess they were airbrushed off or, or taken out with cgi um that's nice all the captain america stuff and he he did also he had a comment You'll like this, or you'll like the topic. He said that there will never be another 
uh, person playing Iron Man, like there's been with oh. James Bond and Batman and Superman, because he said that the Marvel Universe is is a timeline. But and I'll 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 never say never. Um, either way in this, but I'll disagree in the fact that at some point in our lifetime, the Marvel timeline will have to reset. Yeah. Um, and it might not be until another 40 years when they're wheeling us into matinees on a Tuesday and we're complaining that they, they didn't give us the senior discount. But <laughs> at some point, the timeline will reset and the origin stories will be retold. Yeah, agreed. It, yeah, it, that's nice to think, but that's just not how the progression of film works like that. It's always going to recycle itself at some point. So I'm sure at some point when they were doing those Superman movies, they're like Christopher Reeve. And he obviously that was a tragedy Mm -hmm. um, that like, we're going to continue this, but it's a little different now with the universes, but um, Oh my gosh, Jessica Walter died in. Yeah, I saw that. (gasps) Dang. I didn't know she was 80. Some of yeah. these pictures about on her look rough. I saw people that were like super upset about it. I didn't know who she was. She's She was just recently in a couple films that I watched. I, I can't repeat back. I couldn't tell you which ones they are at the moment, but I recognize her face from what, a ton of stuff I was watching. But back to Chris Evans. That's really cool. <laughs> I like that. I love that. I, I tend to be that way where like you don't actually get to know me until I allow you to get to know me, if that makes any sense. I've been that way my entire life where like even just this past weekend, um, some of Thomas's family members who I don't spend a lot of time with, like got to, I said something to them and they're like, what? You're not as goody goody. And I was like, I never was. I just, you know what I mean? No, of like course when not. you hooked up with Maj's cousin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like when I hooked up with Maj's cousin and then they were like, we were talking about piercings and they said, well, how many do you have? And I gave them a number and they're like, okay, well, we can only see two. So where are the other ones? And I was just like, that's none of your business. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But I understand what you're saying. And so then they got all curious and it all became this big thing because, which is probably what's happening with Chris Evans. Because when you like when you create this image of somebody in your mind and then just this is just who they are and then you see other sides of them, it's just shocking. So but people it, try to focus on that. In this case, it's not disappointing. No. Like said, it's, and it, right. It's, and it's not disappointing. It's cool. It's Internet soaking. Yes. Like good all for the women are floating around. The is floor. he married? No. And he keeps his relationships pretty quiet. Like the only person that I can recall him publicly dating was Sandra Bullock. Really? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't think he dates famous people. Oh, that's good. So, so yeah. normal people have a chance. I really love What's-His-Face's wife, uh, Thor's wife, and obviously Jason Momoa's yes, wife. Yes, what's, uh, sh- uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's wife is famous, too. She is. And I, I, she was in Fast and the Furious, and she's been in another, a couple other films. And she is Latina. Um, people, you wouldn't know it. She looks like a white woman. Um, but then when she gets to talking, you can hear her accent. And, and then she's, I want to say she's from like, well, Elsa she's Pataki. Yes. Yeah. Where's she from? She's a, she well, from she's a Argentina. Span- she's Spanish. Uh, hold on. She's from Madrid. She was born in Madrid. Yep. There you go. I do love her. She's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so don't, so nobody should buy the house on Atwood, right? Oh. <sighs> Oh my God. I know that was very like, I just said that in my throat. Like, (sighs) Um, (laughs) the pictures were beautiful. I didn't get to see the pictures until earlier this week, but you know, like I've been talking about this house for a couple of weeks based on the description. 
And I was like, I have a good feeling about this house. I drove through the neighborhood. It's kind of nice. Like it's something I could live with. Um, and I had to this to like up until yesterday, I had not walked through a flip, like a home that had been flipped that I did not like, like that I didn't love until yesterday. They did such like a shit job. My brother made a really good point. He was like, oh, they put lipstick on a pig. I was like, absolutely. Like, this is, t- sorry to all you pigs out there. This is terrible. <laughs> like, it was, I don't want to go too deep, but just the um, the floor was, like, visibly uneven. And then when you walked, like, you almost lost your footing because of how even uneven it is, but it's new flooring somehow. And then, like, some parts of the house. So, it like, obviously, they maybe took on a project that became way too much for them, and they just were not able to bring the house any. It should have been torn down, I suppose. Um, but then some of the other stuff, like they didn't, you know, they painted the outside of the house. So, you know, you scrape paint and then paint over it. They didn't even clean up the paint scrapings. Like nobody shot backed in there. The fireplace had cigarettes in them. Um, some of the, the, like the flooring, you know how you put like a, a strip over the, like when you're going from one room to the other, it has that strip in the doorway. Yeah. I didn't have those for a long time. It didn't match the flooring. (laughs) Like it didn't. Like almost all of them didn't match. Some baseboards were white. Other baseboards were black. Like for it to be a flip and essentially brand new house, there would have been so much extra work to do just to clean up what was done like in a inappropriately or lazy fashion. Maybe it was somebody's first time flipping. It, it, that, or it would, the house was just that bad. Like I saw that it had gotten sold in 2018 for like $40,000 or something. It was that bad and now they're reselling it for 165 so they're trying to like make a you know huge profit on it but um it it was just it was I felt I didn't feel I was so anxious getting into this house because I felt like this could be the one and I wanted to just get there and get it over with and by the time I got there like my realtor was like I'm so sorry I know you're disappointed I said not at all like I can't get out of this house any faster like this is terrible were no offense other- to anybody who buys it. <laughs> no, I mean, there's somebody, it's somebody's, one man, make a, one person's trash. Yeah, make a good decision because there was like, there was like water sitting, water, standing water in the garage that looked like it came from, didn't come from the door. And it was, I said, it hasn't rained in a while. Where did this water come from? And why is it still here? Like, you know what I mean? Those thoughts went in my mind. Well, I think Janet said like April or the middle of May was going to be your sweet spot to get a place. Yeah. So I'm optimistic about it. There still isn't anything. um, We don't have any like showings ahead. So we're just waiting on stuff to kind of come up. And so if anybody knows anyone that's selling a home, that's like, you know, a reasonably like no more than 180, (laughs) then let me know. Um, I, I'm still sour about the fact that like your friend had listed literally a couple days before we were ready because I think it would have been great and I probably would have I definitely would have went for it so I'm slightly bummed about that but um, yeah you know there's more there will be more coming and we'll get it done. That place around the corner from me, um, the for sale sign is still up but I maybe they just didn't take it down yet but I also noticed that it said for sale by owner. Oh, it is for sale by owner and it takes like those things. It's houses will be pending um, in the apps at least for at least two months. Like it takes forever. There's another house that's just going up around the corner from you on. um, Oh, God. The condo? 
No, it's a house hmm. and it's not, you know, I love Bernath and the roads mm-hmm. off of Bernath. It's not off Bernath. It's the next road over. Um, and it's literally right up our alley. It needs cosmetic work, but nothing major. It's got the bones and it's got the yard and the privacy, but it's like, I think it's going for 180. And I'm just like, that's just a little too high. If somebody wants to slide me like 20 grand, <laughs> if we can hit the lottery, like, you know, I talked to my sister today and I know I'm a recipient for her insurance. If anything happens, I'm like, if you want to take out a 401k loan and just give me that stuff, I'd really appreciate it. Just give it to me now, you know, <laughs> but it just, you know, it's, but it's, it's really nice. And my realtor and I were just like, we just can't, I can't, I'm not going to waste anybody's time. When you do for sale by owner, do you save some money that you would normally give to a realtor? I think so. There was a for sale by owner that we were interested in in Rossford, and we actually decided not to move forward with them because he refused to allow my realtor in the house. He's like, I'm not paying for your realtor's fees. So no, like if she wants to, if the seller, if the buyer, meaning me, wants to contact his lawyer, then great. But he's not going to talk to her. So he wouldn't even talk to her or allow her to show me the house. It's feisty out there. Yeah. So I was like, no. And she said, so if you want to see it, you can. And I said, I know in this market, like we don't have room for this, but if he was that rude to you, I have no interest in his house. Right. No, I can, I, I'll pass. I'm not going to sacrifice morals and principles just because, you know, the market is terrible. So what are you going to do with your, uh, what are you going to do with your days off? I may go to Cleveland to see my family on Saturday. I'm not going to do anything tomorrow. I may, you know, go to Target or something because that's what I love to do. And I'm going to, I'm looking for an emerald green nail polish. And then I have no plans on Friday. So probably nothing. Amanda said you can come tomorrow night. Oh, good. I, thank you for asking because that's always awkward when there's a third wheel and it's a girl. You know, like <laughs> it's one thing if it was like your guy friend, but I'm a girl. So some sometimes um, other women can be uncomfortable with that. Okay. Maybe we'll like tentatively plan like dinner at Levis Commons and then we'll go to the movie. Okay. Which I'm fingers crossed. I, they're not, especially this movie. If it's still I think in it'll there, be good. Uh, Nobody's going to be in the theater, at the movie theater. Nobody's going to oh. be in the theater seeing this movie. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, Old people, maybe. Yeah, like me. <laughs> like us. All right, bye. Bye.